Speaking of chapters, should we, uh, <clears throat> if I can talk, should we uh, open up the, the untranslatable encyclopedia and get this chapter on the books? Yeah, what chapter is this? 337? Chapter 337? I think so, right? Or, is, or, or are we Christ. at 338? No, it's 7. 7? Right. Yeah, jeez. 337. Some Dutch when will it chat. end, Chad? When will <laughs> it end? <laughs> when we get our Netflix deal and we have a certain number of episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So when we die. That's fair. That's yep. fair. Yep. Um, all right. Let's do it, dude. Let's do it. And welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today to talk about parental and familial expectations, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I know Jared grew up with very uh, demanding helicopter parents on both ends, made him work day in and day out on his uh, studies and his tests so he could be the successful man that he is today. And my parents were just like, you know... Make sure you wrap it if you tap it. So we've got a lot of different perspectives to talk about today in terms of parental expectations, and this will be a fun one, that is for sure. I also have some stories as well from some uh, former students of mine in China that I want to bring up today as well. So it should be a fun episode talking about the good, the bad, the ugly of parental and familial expectations. So let's get into it. And I could not do this uh, episode without my esteemed co-host and my good buddy. What's going on, Jared? Hi, Chad. I consider you my brother, and as my brother, I would say um, I have a lot of high expectations for you for this podcast. It better be good and funny and all sorts of, and I don't know, that's all I got. Well, I'm here to anyway, disappoint, Jared. What um, can I say? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> just like any great, just like any quality functioning family. Um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, um, you know, this, you're, you're, um, you know, you're sort of the topic person here on the Untranslatable podcast. That's, that. That somehow has turned into your role. I do everything else. and um, But you're very good at it. And, I, and sometimes, though, when I hear a topic, I wonder, uh, how, does, how does Chad think of this? Uh, mm-hmm. How did Chad come up with this? And then it, this made me wonder, you know, are, are you okay? Are you in crisis? Is, is there, is, do you feel some strong expectations? Maybe, you know, you just turned 30 and all of a sudden the expectations have changed in the household. And now you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. This is just on your mind, or uh, you know, know it. You're just watching. You know it. It's a thirty thirty a year life crisis. No, actually, Jared, what it is, uh, if I can get us started, I guess today we can do two Chad story times. I know your goal is to get the oh, whole podcast God. to be Chad story times, <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a, a kind of an interesting, and I would love to get your thoughts on this as well, Jared. This is from. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Chad story time. Here we go. Good call. So this, uh, I found this first at international at uiowa.edu, but, you know, we like to go to the legit source, and this is actually an article that they had taken from the China Daily, 
which is a newspaper article coming out of China, but it's written in English. Uh, oh, I think you can also read it in Chinese. But here it is, Jared. The title. Or if you have Google Chrome, you can just hit translate in the top corner. That's true. You know, I'm out. using Internet Explorer, <laughs> so. Um, anyways. That would not surprise me at all, by the way. <laughs> That's why I said that, as I read this on Google Chrome. But I digress. Here we go. The, the title of this article is West East by the ChinaDaily.com.cm. And here we go. Praise here or we criticism. Go. Here we go. Oh. Chad story time. Thank you, sir. Here we go. Praise here or criticism. Chad story time. Praise or criticism. American parents and teachers use more compliments and encouragement to help a child develop, Chen says, adding, it's the opposite of Chinese parents. Chen's elder son, Liu Changhao, studies at an elementary school in Iowa City. So uh, he learns the American way at school, but returns to a Chinese home. Sometimes he's confused about the different ways, Chen says. When he expects to get praise, it's not always the case. And I can tell you firsthand, Jared, I had students who were like juniors in college. When I praised them, they told me I was the first person in their lives to give them praise, which blew my mind. These are like 21, 20-year-old wow. students. Anyways, of any kind? Just period? Well, I don't know of any kind, but like more positive encouragement. Well, that would be praise, right? Praise is positive encouragement. Right, right. So, yes. Exactly. So yeah, um, Jesus. Well, wow. let me continue this article, Jared, and maybe uh, maybe I'm we'll sorry, get. Sorry, I need to stop. We'll get Chad to understand. Story time. <laughs> we'll, we'll get I to understand to why. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Almer says her Chinese mother never says things like "Congratulations" or "I am proud of you," but her American father says things like "Good job, honey." Zhang Yuping from uh, China. Uh, and the mother of 17-year-old boy and 9-year-old daughter says that when she receives her children's course results, she tends to concentrate on their failings. At first, Jared, I thought, I thought this said feelings, but it says failings. When I point out what they didn't do well, my children always say, Mom, why don't you praise me for what I've done well, Chang says. More authoritarian. Li Xiaomei's daughter, who was born in China and grew up in the U.S., was slapped in the face by her father when she refused to change her clothes. Li's husband thought her then 13-year-old daughter's clothes were too revealing for her age and asked her to change into the clothes they bought her in China. She said no and added that he had no right to slap her. Generally, and this is not my words, this is coming from China Daily, generally, Chinese parents are more authoritarian compared to American parents and expect their children to respect and obey, while American parents tend to see their children more as equals. I don't know if I fully agree with that statement there, Jared, that American families see their kids more as equals, uh, at least not, not, my, not my house. Anyways. Um, yeah, but Chad, how many times do I have to tell you this? When they say something like that, it doesn't specifically mean at Chad's house. This is how true. everything... That's true. When we That's say true. in America, we're talking about Chad's house. You know, <laughs> statistics are... Right. You, can't, you can't be like, I don't know about that. This is how my life is. That's not how statistics work. Chad. You're right. You're right. This is one of the reasons why I call you the numbers guy. You used to always be like, why do you call me that? <laughs> you always bring up statistics, Jared. But but it's good. Anyways. Um, you for, always, well, you always be like, well, that's not how my life is. It's like, yeah, but they said in America. Right. And that's also that one you're person. you're one person. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, okay. You don't do everything exactly how every American does. You that's know? true. Because I take my dirty shoes off when I get in the house, Jared. 
Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was uh, a perfect example. Uh, okay. <laughs> For my mother, I think it's hard because she grew up in a... Comp- Maybe you should move to China. It seems like you... It's So far, it seems like uh, the parenting style is more what you're used to. Take your shoes off <laughs> and shut up. <laughs> and these are your failings and we need to concentrate on them. Um, all right. Yeah. Let me continue here. Uh, So for my mother, I think it's hard because she grew up in a completely different environment. I am not always obedient, Almer says. She says she's not frightened of speaking her mind, but her mom usually retorts, you shouldn't talk to your mom like that. I don't know if you got those lines, but I got those lines as a kid, Jared. So maybe you're right. Maybe after this article, uh, maybe I do have more similarities with China than I initially thought. Also, you're talking about when you grew up in the mid 90s and early 2000s and right. i assume this is more present day that you're reading yes i, be- I believe so yes i would say also times have changed a little bit it's right been yeah 20 20 years right that that is true a lot can change in 20 years okay josie liu the chinese mother of a four-year-old daughter says she has adjusted her parenting to fit in with the u.s when i grew up my parents were pretty authoritarian liu says Adding she wow. has to be more polite with her daughter in the U.S. Instead of saying, hey, you have to do this, she asks, can you do this? That's okay. impressive that mm-hmm. she recognizes that. Right? Yeah. And, takes like, a lot and, of self- and wants to make the change. Yeah. It takes a lot of self-awareness, yeah. cultural awareness. Uh, we all are products Parents of the aren't culture supposed to admit we raised. That they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. Parents don't, aren't supposed to admit that they have to change. Exactly. <laughs> all right. But here is the kind of the... Main point here, Jared, which is what kind of spurred this uh, topic idea today. Uh, This next section of this article is titled Great Expectations. Here we go. Why don't you get first? Was the response. story time. I love that. Here here we go. It triggers me. All right. One more time. Here we go. Chad story time. Great expectations. Why don't you get first? Was the response Omer got when she called her mother telling her that she got second place award for her photos from the Iowa Newspaper Foundation. This attitude underlines the fact that Chinese parents are good at raising stereotypically successful kids as they are strict about their children's studies and have high expectations. And now see Chad. I could disagree with you and say, well, I, we read an article where um, Chinese people were adopting a culture of laziness and uh, not not doing anything in rebellion. So I don't agree with that. What was that called again? That, isn't that movement called something? Shoot, I don't remember. I thought yeah, that movement was remember. called something. But but yeah. It is. Um, oh, okay. Anyways, uh, let me continue here. Laying flat. There we go. Thank you. Yeah. Th- th- I that's believe that's what it was. I think you're right. Uh, much better than the Flat Earthers movement, in my opinion, but that's just me. <laughs> there might be some overlap there, but who knows? Anyways, <laughs> Liu Dong Wang, the associate director of the Center for Asian and Pacific Studies, said he was not very successful raising his daughter, who will start her studies at the University of Iowa in the fall of 2011. So this article is a little bit old. It's from, it looks like 2010, um, at least. Um, okay, she can only attend the University of Iowa, Liu says. I. Excuse me. I hope she would have been admitted to one of those elite schools. Listen to this, Jared. And I would sell my house to pay for it if necessary. Uh, Long that says, doesn't seem like a that doesn't seem like a good investment. <laughs> well, I guess. I, well, I guess. I guess that's a great investment if you believe in your kid, right? You know, you're investing in your kid. So I had to take that back. If right. we, maybe it wouldn't be a good investment for my parents <laughs> <laughs> to sell their house. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Uh, okay, Long says Chinese but for parents. Her maybe. 
right? Uh, uh, only want their children to do well academically. They uh, or sorry, uh, not only want their children to do well academically. They also want them to excel at other things, like Amy Chua's children. They often expect uh, them to take piano or violin lessons at a young age and practice for a long time. I believe they want their children to become really skilled, Long says. Maybe it's a part of the value system to do everything well. While Chinese parents expect their children to excel at what they do, American parents prefer their children to enjoy what they do. I would practice piano if I liked it, Almer says. But for her, for her mother, practicing piano is not just a hobby, and she demands that it is taken seriously. Looking back, I should have listened to my mother, Almer continues. I wish I had listened to her and kept practicing and not let my father intervene. I would be much better now. And we'll end it there, Jared. We'll end it there. But that is what spurred my topic for today. Uh, that's that's lovely. One thing that stuck out to me that I take takes a lot of bravery. This is a brave kid. Is the question why don't you praise me? You know that's a hard thing to ask your parents, right? Especially as a kid. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, uh, that's impressive. I'm impressed with this family. <laughs> the fact that the that the mother was able to um, to like recognize the the cultural difference and how. Uh, and 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 make that change and still be like I can still be an effective parent uh, right. in this cultural setting. You know, I just have to adjust or whatever. Dude, I remember. I believe I told you about this when I was in um, Pennsylvania and I was doing the piano lessons. We would do recitals every year or so. And one of my um, piano teachers, other students, he was Chinese, and at the recital, he. I mean, he was by far. He was like thirteen, fourteen, something like that, and. Um, uh, he was by far the best one out of everyone there. <laughs> like there wasn't even close. Um, and uh, people were um, were like saying, "Oh, good job!" Like after the you know after the recital, mm-hmm. and his mom was like right next to him, just being like, "Hey, it was okay." Well, he made a couple mistakes. Like like oh, man. when any when just any other parent would be like, "Good job," she would right. have, she would like before he would even, could even say thank In- you, interject. she'd be like. Eh. Be like, yeah. well, on he's, bar, on he's bar twenty-seven, of... measure three. You know, he. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was even what was like. Well, she's he's had a lot of schoolwork recently, so he hasn't been able to practice as much. You know, she just had like so many excuses every time, and it made me so angry. I didn't say anything. Right. I, oh, my parents teacher said something eventually, but uh, I didn't say anything. Obviously, but I was like, Jesus Christ, let this let the kid enjoy right. it for a hot second. <laughs> right. Well, here, Jared, I have some. I know it's only one person, but I do have some anecdotal evidence from you know. I used to work at the uh, recording studio at Albion uh, back in college, which meant I was one of like three or four students who recorded all of the concerts. And because, believe it or not, Jared, I was one of the more dependable um, music majors at the time, I was tasked to record the early morning uh, piano festival concerts, which started at like 8 or 9 a.m. and ended at like 5 or 6 p.m. And as much as I love music and as much as I love like classical piano music, dude, if to this day, if I have to listen to more of like an hour nonstop classical piano music, doesn't matter what I'm doing, I will start to fall asleep. But anyways, the whole reason why I tell yeah, the story, any normal person would start to fall asleep. Right? Chad. that's your. <laughs> well, the reason why I say this though is that there were, from the ages of eight to twelve, I would say like ninety percent of the participants were Asian, and dude, they all killed it. Like it was amazing how just good they were. But then I remember overhearing one of the piano judges 
And he was like, you know, these kids are technically flawless, but they're so young that they don't understand the musicality of it yet. Like, mm-hmm. when you the just feel. haven't lived life long enough, you don't know what, you know, if, if you wrote a piece about losing a loved one, and you've never had your heart broken, or you've never had a family member die, you, you just can't yeah. express that musically yet, you know, because you just don't have enough, um, uh, you haven't worn off enough tire from your treads, you know? Yeah, my piano teacher would, would say that to me a lot back in the day, where it's like, you know, technically that was right, but like, it didn't like, but there was no like feel to it, you know? Yep. And, and yep. you can sort of, there was no, and it's almost like, it's almost like when you're like writing a good poem or like story or something, like you need some sort of flow to it. You know, you can't just tell the story. It's not just about telling the story. It's about how, how you tell the story as well. Right. And uh, yeah, my piano teacher would, would constantly, uh, you know, write that into me about the feel. And right. That feels weird. But I, honestly, man, I would. If I had to like pick my mu- musical skills, I would take feel over technical ability any day. Because there are so yeah. many dudes out there, well, dude, so many people out there who just shred on guitar. But a lot those of them, self-taught people. Well, well, oh, those self-taughties. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm saying, as far as like the feel versus the technical. Yeah, I, feel I do like think the self-taught is more feel. To, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, so that was the motivation for this article. No, no life crises yet, Jared. So, so that's some good news. Well, <laughs> but I did think it was I don't that know. you're going to talk about on this podcast. I wouldn't say there are no life crises. That's that crises. Is, that's fair. That is a good point. <laughs> Very valid point, Jared. But yeah, um, and you know, it's like Jared, a ridiculous chat, <laughs> I'm, right? I've decided let's you know what let's save uh, Chad's story time part two for our next episode because I can easily talk about this other thing next episode. Um, doesn't okay. have to be today. Um, but Jared, I think you That's might fair. know what time it is by chance. Untranslatables. That's right. Untranslatables. Right on time. Right on cue. That Rolex <laughs> ticks to perfection, Jared. Or are you Still more of a, a Todd Hoyer? Or more of a, more of a, I'm trying to think of other expensive watch brands. I can't think of any. Yeager <laughs> Lacoutre, uh, Panerai. There you go. Uh, Pat- Patek, Patek Philippe, um, just Anyways, some. it's time for some untranslatables, which are <laughs> idioms, proverbs, sayings, axioms that I don't always translate on <laughs> a one-to-one basis. Oh, Breitling's a good one. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Get us started today, Jared, with some untranslatables. Oh, uh, that's perfect, because I actually have three today, but this first one's a real quickie. I just heard, you know, once again, this 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 was an organic one, um, and just one of these things where it's like, it's so weird uh, how English can vary from from location to location so this is a british for a term i heard the other day i think it was on twitter or something and i was like what like because it's very uh, disappointed you didn't hear it on um, formula one very disappointed (laughs) i would love once i say this term i would love to figure out how this would be integrated into uh, formula one commentary the term is squirty cream squirty cream squirty cream squirty cream yeah squirty cream uh I, I, the Formula One car sustain high G's, and the necks are real sore after a session. So they need some squirty cream that they rub on, and it's like oh, an icy hot. Okay. No, that's not what it means. Oh, that's not oh, what it is. Okay. I was just trying to work it into Formula One. That's not what it is. You had me Which, fooled uh, too. I, oh, oh, oh! Uh, I have no idea how I work this into Formula One. Um, I'm, I'm, ma- I'm making some desserts for, for. Um, oh, is it frosting? Uh, well, whipped cream, frosting, and whipped oh, cream whip are kind of different. Right. It's whipped cream, you know, like a. Right. 
Squirty cream. What context did you hear that in? That's so random. I do. It was just on Twitter. I think okay. it was someone saying like, um, "No, it, but it, now that I would say it out loud, it kind of sounds like a you know like a porn search or something like that." Right? Yeah. I want the squirty cream videos. <laughs> uh, and it's like this is not what I was expecting. <laughs> if it's not a genre or a topic to search for, it will be after this episode, Jay. That's for sure. Oh my gosh, this is. Not, I was just looking for some whipped cream. What is right. this? Right. Can't all just those, type that into Google in the all US. All those British people getting mad now because they can't type in squirty cream. For their whipped cream. <laughs> you perverted Americans. <laughs> right. We always ruin everything, Jared. Um, all right. My first one. Actually, all of mine for you today are Swedish. Probably shouldn't say it like that. Okay. I'm sure the Swedes don't talk like that. Anyways. No, they do. They do. It's th- fine. This is Taganur, uh, which means take your spikes down. Let uh, me- is that like a... Go ahead. Relax. Hey. Hey, calm down, dude. Hey. Wow, very I, good. I mean no harm. I was hoping you know, to do an example no, no to with squirty cream and you you're just too good, Jerry. I didn't even need it. No, I know the I'm I'm a professional <laughs> cat. Oh, that was loud, but I deserve it. Uh yeah, no, take your spikes down. I think that's very that's that's very something that I'd not something that a, a normal pe- normal people would say, but I feel like I could hear that in like a Shakespeare play right. or something. That's true. My lady, take your swords down or something like that, right. you know? We just built like, Shakespeare, out, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm. We're cool, dude. We're cool. Ch- chillax, uh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we're just vibing out here, bro. All, all chill vibes here, bro. Exactly. <laughs> uh, my next untranslatable is uh, Swiss French. French, but spoke spoken in Switzerland. Um, I don't really know how to do a Swiss French. Accent, so I'm just gonna read it. Fontre comme neige au soleil. Something about the sun. You know any of those words? Yeah, soleil is sun, neige is snow, fontre is melt, and like is comme. So uh, to melt, melt like snow in the sun. <laughs> this one, this one reminds me of an old English untranslatable that one of my older either cousins or great uncles used to say it's probably wrong jared but i'm gonna say it anyways because it's hilarious sweating like a whore in church oh no that's not what it is okay but that's good that's good that's it that's Um, cool yeah um to melt what was it again to melt like the sun in the snow melt like snow in the sun you don't melt like the sun in the snow what does that even mean (laughs) right right um melt like snow in the sun is it just when something happens fast Yes, but something specific. It's it's we're talking about something specifically here. Here's an example of something melting like snow in the sun. A place where this might happen, you need to be like, how did this how how did this happen? I, there's a term that I I can't use that'll just give it away. But uh, maybe on Amazon you might experience melting, uh, melt like melting like snow oh, in the sun. Oh, and things sell like hotcakes. This is more personal. Think about something personal, your personal journey on, on, on Amazon. Not yours specifically, maybe, but one's personal journey. Not when not something selling like hotcakes, but it's like, oh, I got to pay rent. Oh, shoot. Maybe I should. Maybe I, Yes, I used this juicer three times, but maybe I could box it back up uh, because uh, my uh, melt, uh, melting like snow in the sun. I can't use the term. My money is melting like snow in the sun. Is the term that I was oh, trying it's not to use? Oh, burning a hole in your pocket. Yeah, burning a yeah, you're burning through your money. Right. Yeah, my dad used to say that to me when I was a kid. 
you know, if I had any money, you, you, oh, that, that money. Nothing like snow hole. in the sun? Well, burning oh. a hole in your pocket. I got you. My dad's so, not Swedish. Or, or, oh, that was Swiss this French. Swiss, Swiss French. Swiss French. He's not Swiss French either. He, um, okay. Swiss German. Right. Uh, <laughs> exactly. All he right. knows no French. My next one for you, uh, un petit peu. I think okay. I think he knows a little bit. Anyways, uh, my next one for you. I is, don't know. I was uh, just making shit up. <laughs> <laughs> my next one's for you, Swedish as well, and it is. Oh, I love this one, Jared. Du har sat din sista potatis. You catch you the last sat word. Sat in something about potatoes. Do ha- you have something in potatis? You potatoes. Have, you have know. planted your last potato, Jared. Okay. Oh, so I was right. It is potato. Yeah. You never uh-huh. gave me any sort of positive. No, confirmation. you are right. You yeah. just. <laughs> Because no, I have yeah, terrible no, did, expectations but... <laughs> as a as a parent, clearly, Jared. But I was like potatoes, and you're just like, and I was like, is it potatoes? It is potatoes. Anyway, yeah. Um. So can you give it to me again? You have something yes. potatoes in you, your pocket. You have planted your last potato, Jared. You've gone on my last nerve, Chad. Very good. Uh, is that really it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, or yes. or like I've had oh, enough Jesus. of you. I've had I enough think, to hear with you, fair. which is what you I said. Think that's fair. Yeah. Oh, I agree, dude. I'm a professional at this. You are. I think. I think at this point, when I, I'm not even gonna say that. I'm not even gonna say that. Um, my next untranslatable is Cantonese, and it's Gamju Lu. By the way, I'm only on like episode six of Squid Game. I know that's Korean, but uh, I'm I'm gonna bring it up. Like I'm going so slow. Well, you're on episode <laughs> six. I I don't even know the number. Well, if you're on um, six. the last episode, I saw I saw the begin. I saw the tug of war. Okay, or, but just the and you know it ended with with the um, main team, you know, with their, all their strategy and stuff. Right. That's where I'm at. I don't know. That's what a crazy it episode, isn't it? If you're on episode yeah, old six, guys though, got some, hang that tight. Old guys dropping some knowledge, right? I'm sure you get yeah, Chad. You could say that about every episode. That's true. That's true. If I said I was on episode seven, you'd be like, oh, hang tight. <laughs> Maybe not so episode much for the seven, last the episode. Real stunner. But, but anyways, I heard I heard the ending sucked. I did hear that. Okay. Um. Anyway. Gamju Lu, which is Goldfish Man. And, oh shoot! Oh, I did it now. I didn't what? mean to do this one. It's I didn't mean to do this one. Oh, but I already brought it up, so I'll do it. It's 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 Goldfish Man. It's kind of gross. Goldfish Man. I didn't mean to do this. I don't even want to do it. Let's let's just leave this one up. Let's not even do it. Give me another one. <laughs> okay. I, I, this I put is it a first <laughs> in untranslatable history, but that's fine. We can move on. I got I, got I don't want to do it for you. Okay. I don't want to do it. That's fine. I got another one for you. Uh, also Swedish. I'll explain after. Okay, <laughs> sounds good because you peaked. Oh, my if you listen to the end of the episode, you'll figure out what the untranslatable is after Ooh, the credits. Th- there we go. All right, and I'll, uh, and then you'll understand why I didn't want to do it. There you go. <laughs> All right, my last one for you today, Jared, is uh, also Swedish, and it is Lega Benen Perigen, which means put your so, legs on your back. Okay. Lega is leg, or Benin is probably leg, I bet. I think, yeah, like I think Benin and, and, and Rügen is probably like uh, Rücken, which would be back. Right. Because I, I was going to say, oh, leg, that's leg. But then I was like, oh, wait, no, but it's, it's, right. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. And I should, no, I think about it. I know the cognate. Right. Um, put your leg on your back. Mm-hmm. Put your legs on your back. Yep. Put your legs. Is that like to do the impossible or like to really like... Um, like to exempl like to exemplify no greatness or no. something or if, like to, if it's, almost, it's not like putting your the team on my back dough no no I put the team on my back no dough. okay no um and it's not you put it down for your city either 
Um, okay, that um, was my second guess. I figured. Um, no, so this one, it, like, for example, Jared, if you were to watch a scary movie, right, uh, you know, and, and you're just watching it, right, you might, like, tell one of the characters, like, like, there he comes, like, put your legs on your back, put your legs on your back. Oh, I could hear my soccer coach saying that. Yeah? He used to say, get yeah. on your bicycle. Oh, and I like used that. To always stick with me. <laughs> That's hilarious. But you could always say, put your legs on your back, which I obviously would mean run full speed. Very you good. You know, as fast as you can. You're three I love for that. three today, man. Good work. Yeah, I mean, I, I needed some help with that one, to be fair. <laughs> But um, that's a good one. I like that one. I, I could hear that being used in in, in sport today. Oh, definitely. Or Put if you get a bad your, test result, and uh, and your <laughs> uh, your helicopter parents aren't happy with it, and your older brother's like, Ooh, "Put your way. legs on your back." <laughs> yeah. Have you ever like hidden a grade from your parents, or like I've been a bad lucky. result? I, I have not. Um, I have not. Thankfully, I've only you haven't had... had to. You mean you've never had a bad grade? Um. I did get a C in college. That's the worst grade I've ever gotten. All right, you're an asshole, dude. <laughs> uh, that's that's not a that's not a gr- good grade, but that's certainly not what I meant by like a right. bad. That's not bad so bad that you have F. to look. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's interesting because um, you're like a you're like a only child. You know, you're not an only. I know you're not no, an only child. But you, I grew up as I always an have only to expl- child. Yeah, I always, I always have, have to, to like you're clarify. You, you're not an only child, but you grew up as an only child. Your, right. your siblings are, signif- are significantly older, older than you. Correct. Um, and you seem, you seem to have a very like uh, self-propelled nature about yourself. You know, like it, when I was, I, I don't know, because when I was like when I was a kid, my parents like when you at, were explaining at the top of the episode, you were only like kind of exaggerating, <laughs> <laughs> like only kind of. <laughs> that was pretty accurate to my to my upbringing, and I feel like you did not have that. I'd agree. Yeah. You 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 just you just did your homework on your own. Your parents never had to ask you about. Hey, did you were, did you do your homework? Do you, you know what is the level of it? Oh, you got this grade. It's not sufficient. No, because you got to see once. Right. You got to see once. Yep. Yep. All A's and B's. Otherwise, for your entire educational period, from oh, that you, is I might have gotten a C in chemistry okay. in high school. Okay, so you got one C one time. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> wow, Chad. Wow, wow. But you I, know, I, I just you know what's ironic I, about all of that though, Jared, is that I initially took German thinking that, oh, if I need help, I can come to my dad. Right. The irony is, I enjoyed German class so much, I never went to him for help ever because I never really needed it because I was such a nerd <clears> about <throat> it that it just wasn't necessary. You know. Yeah. I don't think I ever I don't think I ever got a chance to figure out if um <laughs> I literally don't think I ever got a chance to even figure out if I was a nerd about something like you are or to be like self I mean not self-sufficient but like from I feel like from jump it was like let me check it let me make sure you did it right you did this wrong do it again why did you get this great like and and the and the hilarious thing is I was um I mean, I'm, I'd never got bad grades, but like bad, bad grades, but like I certainly got more C's than you did. And, um, and, um, 
I don't know. I just realized that I never even got to realize if I like had the ability to be self-sufficient like that because until I mean obviously at college in college I was I was my parents weren't still <laughs> checking my homework in college but like um or even like in late in high school they weren't even really either but like probably I'd say up until I left Germany up until I left Germany which was 10th grade they were pretty they were pretty on me like white on rice from uh school wise like you know all through elementary school and stuff too um, over summer, let me ask you this, since mm-hmm. we're talking about expectations, we're talking about at this point, school expectations, which I think something everyone can relate to Right. over summer. Did you have to do any sort of school related stuff or any sort of educational related stuff? I mean, as a kid, I always liked reading and I liked it intrinsically. Did I hate you? <laughs> okay, go ahead. This is just a... So, so okay. no, the answer to your question though, Jared is no. I mean, I did not do... I did like once again. This is not school related. I just did like day camps and stuff like that. So we played sports and stuff. Um, so no. How about you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? First of all, I did do day camps for sure. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. My parents. Well, first of all, I was allowed like thirty minutes to an hour of TV a day over summer. Okay. On weekends, I could you know I could watch those Saturday morning cartoons. Not to brag, but my parents would buy like. Um, like workbooks, I had to do math stuff. When I was real young, like this started when I was real, real young, they made me like um, some of my favorite like picture books, they made me like rewrite them. Like I'd have to write them out. Yeah, and then when they got home from work, they'd check it. Damn. Um, I'd have like math, like uh, like math workbooks essentially that they'd buy, and I had to do like assignments and shit over summer. up into, uh, and that was mostly elementary school, probably, and maybe I'm a little bit of PTSD middle school. I'm getting PTSD just listening to you talk about this, Jared. I didn't even <laughs> live it. <laughs> it was rough, dude. I mean, it wasn't rough. It wasn't rough, but I, I, I hated it. Sure, <laughs> more what I mean. Um, but yeah, and it's interesting because, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like I never. Maybe now that I'm saying this, and now that I realize, you know, now I'm really thinking about it. Maybe I never really got to realize what it is I'm interested in or really passionate about like you did, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, school was, like, militarized at a young age almost. That's an right. aggressive term. but Well, but, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's that extreme. Um, and I think for a lot of kids out there, that's the case. It wasn't all summer, to be fair. I, right. did, I did visit my family in Colorado, my family in uh, Texas. Texas my beat down Louisiana. on your cousin on basketball. Yeah, I did Star beat down fights. my cousin for a bit. But there was like a solid month of, of summer that was schoolwork for sure. Right. Well, Jared, I have to tell you too, I was one of those weird kids where like towards mid to end of summer, I'm like, all right, let's get back to school. Like I was one of those yeah, weird kids. Yeah, you're a weird kid. Oh, yep. no. No. That's why I'm fighting <laughs> grad school to this day because I'm still not that kid. Um, yeah, no. Oh, what yeah. Okay. Weird. So, I don't know what the hell's wrong with me, Jared. But, but you know, I mean, f- I knew you. I, I knew you like enjoyed the idea of education as an adult, but I didn't realize that you were like, I'm ready for like school. Couldn't come any sooner. Right. Well, you know what the other thing is is I think the reason why my parents, I don't think at least they never like voiced any like super high expectations, is I was always really hard on myself. Like, my parents would see how I would react if I scored poorly on, like, a test or an exam or, or a class or whatever. Um, and so, so I don't know. I think... Why way, was that? Why, did you, why were you so hard on yourself? I don't know, man. 
I wish I had an answer for you. Were you afraid of failing? Were you, did you just, you just knew you could do better? I think it was some Uh, of that, uh, or or wanting or striving to do better. Some of it too, it's kind of ironic, is I didn't want to disappoint my parents. Yet my mom, I remember growing up, my mom telling me numerous times when I would beat myself up about like scoring an 88 instead of like a 90 on a quiz, right? And my mom would straight up be like, was it the best you could do? And I was like, yeah, I studied my ass off and I gave oh, my best. dude. Yeah. Can we, can we switch? You, you're... <laughs> it's a little my late parents now. Were, my parents, almost everything I did, my par- unless it was like, you know, like a 95 plus or not a 90, like a 90 plus or something. They're like, you could have done better. Right. You know, like you, you definitely could have done better. Yeah. Um, you would have really, you would have, dude. You would currently be like the youngest CEO of some Fortune 500 company. That or <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, like under a my parents' tutelage. Or, or that too. That could. Happen. I feel like it could that go could one happen. or the other, right? Like hyper successful or hyper failure, one or the other. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so crazy it's- <clears throat> how much though, Jared, that parents' expectations and also encouragement or lack thereof can shape a child mm-hmm. like i uh let me yeah. tell you let me tell you a story this isn't chad's story time unfortunately but i had a good friend of no, mine I all, all throughout this is a real story uh right all throughout um school we met in third or fourth grade he was by far one of the most athletic and academically gifted friends that i had like like he wouldn't study for a test and he would get like you know an a on the test right but the thing was mm-hmm. is that his parents uh, especially his mom never really encouraged him or praised him. And then around high school, it was crazy because I could have ended up doing the same shit he was doing. We just kind of started hanging out with a different group of friends. And I truly believe had he have had the same a, shit he was doing, you mean but, like he fell into a bad crowd is what you he mean? did. Yep. Yep. I see. And I truly believe had he have just gotten more support and encouragement and it seemed like his parents or his mom really um, had no expectations for him, thinking that he would mm. just be a failure. And then I feel like it's just kind of from from that point, it's almost like you're – it's like, well, my parents think I'm going to be a failure. I think that also works two ways. Either it's like I'm going to prove them wrong or it's like, well, if that's what you think I am, then I'll show you that's what I am, you know? Yeah. You know what's interesting? You were talking about irony before. Mm-hmm. I feel like – that like, like the like the, that is why I feel like now I feel so such a strong need to be self sufficient. You know, I'm so mm-hmm. bad at asking for help, um, because I because I feel like it's like you, you you're trained for this. You know, <laughs> right? Like you have no excuse to be like not understanding how to do this or or asking for help. It's like you 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 have literally been trained for this moment, like some sort of little. Uh, robot, a uh, little robot ad- trained, you know, I don't right. know what I'm saying. Or ninja. But I feel, yeah, 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 like like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, 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 like Bane. <laughs> there you go, right. <laughs> um, Like, it's so like, now it's like, now I'm in a place where it's like, okay, you've been trained for this uh, like an athlete as a, as a kid, so now you can't be asking for help because like, it, it, but but then, I don't know. I don't know, but but I, but then I see you, and you're so good at asking for help, and you are so uh, nurturing. Not always. Um, I, you ask me for you ask me for advice all the time. Advice so you're good is at different me than for help. Advice. I see. I see. I, I would see. say. 
I, and well, I, let's say advice because I don't right. need I don't need I don't feel like I don't need help. <laughs> right. <the> thing. <laughs> I ask for advice. I don't know. You are right. I do ask for advice a lot, but it's it's because I really value uh, the people who I ask. I value their opinions. That's why I ask. And you usually bring a different perspective or different thought process than I would. So that's why I really like asking you because, you know, you just approach things differently than I do. Some of that might be due to the way our parents raised us with more or less expectations. I do want to talk about, yeah. though, today, Jared, why do you it's think— the, are you doing your ve- your best versus you could do better parenting right. technique. Yeah. This is my next book that is forming right now. There we go. <laughs> I'm not even a parent. You better you better start <laughs> writing some notes, Jared, because uh, these would be some solid, solid book ideas. I would for sure buy the— uh, you know the Jared the Jared rules for uh, rules for school or or Jared the Jared school for life book. I I would read that. I mean that's a good one. I mean that 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 rule in itself is something that that could be like on the cover. You know, are are you asking your children are they doing their best uh, or or uh, I don't even remember anymore. Uh, it's in the recording. Or are you I'll asking them could you do better to do better? Right. Yeah. 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 But let me I'm ask you though, Jared, a little bit. Why why do parents have these high expectations for their kids? What are your thoughts? Uh well because their kid is a representation of them. Okay. They don't want their kids to embarrass them or they don't or <laughs> I guess that's the pessimistic. I don't know why I started that way. You can also <laughs> just say a parent wants to see their child succeed right. and um and be happy in life. Or you could say you don't want them to embarrass you. I don't know why I went there first. Right. But uh <laughs> um yeah, but that is but to be fair, I went there. <laughs> oh no, you didn't. Oh yes, I did. I went there. <laughs> um that is probably a bigger motivation than uh like in the grand global scheme. I would right. bet you not wanting my kids to embarrass me is even if people parents won't admit it, is a bigger motivation than wanting my kids to succeed. Could be. And li- like if you were to do like a survey of like what you know why do you uh why do you want your kid to succeed you know and there were like a large list of options it's like this is anonymous (laughs) those two might be at the top but i bet you it would be closer than one might think yeah (laughs) i don't think this one is as common but i think you do see it especially in sports and children's sports where the parents want to exactly yep yeah Mm -hmm. where the parents want to live vicariously through their children like and i have to say that's what I've seen my sister and her wife do a great job with my nephews is they're both really, really good athletes. I'm not just saying that because I'm their uncle. I've seen them play their games. Both of them are pretty solid. But either of my nephews, if they want to stop, now granted, if they you know, sign up for a team, they're going to make them play out the season, which I think is fair. Um, but if they don't want to continue, you know, it's not like they're pushing them to – uh, to do this, and I think I think it's a dangerous yeah. game when you try to play like uh, or live vicariously through your children. You know what my parents did? What they use soccer as a punishment, so they wouldn't let me go to practice, or they'd make me skip a game if if there was some sort of subpar grade. That was right. painful. That hurt. That really oh, hurt. That was rough. I mean, well, um, in in high school, it didn't sports, happen often, to be fair, but I right. remember those times when it did clearly. Because uh, you know that's you know that's the thing. The parent finds what what they what you really like, and then they take it away from you. And that's yeah. how they, that's how for sure that's some sort of like that's some sort of like gulag, <laughs> right? Technique. Oh my god, jeez. Yep. Figure I'm, out I'm your simple pleasure PTSD. and let's take it away. <laughs> Stress right now. Oh my right. god. 
But I, I think one other kind of <clears throat> obvious but also sometimes overlooked reason why parents have such high expectations for their kids is I think a lot of times it's just out of love, Jared. I know that sounds super hippy-dippy, but I, I, would, I would say, and the reason why a lot of parents also, I remember we went to school with a, a girl from China, and she really wanted to study journalism, and she was studying, I'm pretty sure, finance or business or whatever. And she had said, yeah, she was like, my parents are not going to support me uh, financially, spiritually, emotionally, or otherwise if I don't get my degree in you know, economics. Um, and it was a shame because she wanted Specifically? to be a writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no money in that. Well, see, right. Well, that is why my mom told me, do not study music. <laughs> and what did dumbass Chad do in college? <laughs> study music. If I could go yeah. back and do it again, would I? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You Are you... Yeah. Are that's Well, that's another big expectation. I mean, are you... Do you, 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 do you consider yourself uh, hi, like a highly money-motivated person? I feel like that's a lot of a big expectation, especially when it comes to just like the job expectation right. in general. You know, we talked about school mm-hmm. and I think and you just brought up this this uh, this girl, you know, had to study economics for whatever job they want. They, I'm sure that was followed up because they wanted her to do some sort of sp- specific, I don't know, finance or whatever. Right. gig. Um, like it's not like she couldn't then be like, I want to go into marketing and, and be a, a, on the creative side and and <laughs> and make a, and, and make a commercials on production sets. It's like, no, 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 no. You're going to be an accountant. <laughs> right. Uh, so um, I think there's a lot of job expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a lot of like um, a lot of like uh, I hear this. some I've heard this a couple times where it's like my parents did this. So I got to do this, too. And I find that to be the most ridiculous thing. I didn't get that right. sort of pressure at all. Right. My parents were just like, like, we would like you to do something that would uh, hopefully result in a job at the end of it. But there was, right. but I never got like I never got uh, got like pushed in college to like do. But I never. But I think at that point, my the, the training was nearly complete anyway. So in my head. Like I think it was already in that it's like, I mean I have no artistic abilities anyway, so I, there's no <laughs> there's nothing pushing me towards that anyway. And I think that was probably where it's like you're probably not going to be a professional soccer player. So then it got so then I guess that's where just practicality comes more into it. For Let me, me ask you a question though, Jared. How do you know that you have no artistic ability when you've never really spent any time trying to do anything artistic? I mean, I've taken art classes, a bunch of art classes through my years. I took a variety, a variety of art classes, from like painting things to like, uh, like that that workshop class I told you about that right. we had in, in where we worked with plastics. That was kind of an arty Those class. Those coasters you, know, like, you had at home were pretty cool. Just saying, they're all okay. Okay. <laughs> see, this is the problem with. You see, I'm 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 a I'm a uh, paint artist. I look at my art and I find it to all be repulsive, Chad. <laughs> Dude, you know this makes me want to actually go find some. I mean, there, I don't even know where to begin to look. Some of my old art stuff. I might be a freaking artistic genius. You might and it was be just squandered as a child. You might be. I feel like I don't have any artistic abilities really. Um, musically, I know I don't. I've played instruments throughout my life, and I've—I I mean, I've never really uh, like put my heart into it at any point. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty confident in, in, in okay. when I say that. Fair, fair I'm enough. Nearly thirty, I think I can be pretty confident in my abilities at this point. That's fair. Um, yeah, I was just kind of curious. <laughs> side tangent and side side conversation, but I was so just curious. So you had some um, family expectations. Wise, do you, do you you had some like. You didn't have I'm your parents. You, the only expectation was to like 
find something that I actually could, you know, result in a j- job after. Well, here, so here's the funny thing, Jared. Because music obviously doesn't, and you, and, you're, and you said your mom wasn't thrilled about that, which right. makes sense. So I was like, what would be the expectation? Right. So, so it's funny you mention that, because all growing up, the, the expectation was you're going to college. And I hate to say sure. this, but I don't know if myself or my parents thought too much deeper than that. I'm just being keeping it real with you. It was just, um, yeah, no, same. It was just a given. Yeah, like it was. There was never like a conversation about like, oh, do you, do you want to go to college? It was like, all right, start looking, <laughs> right? Because you're going, right? And yeah, so yeah, for sure, for but, sure. You know, the thing is, is it's it's kind of funny because I think a lot of parents they push college on their kids because, yes, for the most part, not all degrees, but a lot of degrees, you'll simply earn more than someone without a college degree in whatever field you're working in. However. I also wonder sometimes, Jared, like my grandfather was a carpenter and like I wonder if if that would have been an avenue that I could have pursued if I'd be happy doing something with carpentry or woodworking or, you know. Yeah, but I think that's something that you would somehow, (laughs) that you would (laughs) call me Lumberjack because I wish a Negro would. That's a Tyler, the creator song. Uh, Lumberjack. Um, Anyway. that's something that you would I think if you were like had some like real interest toward it you might you'd probably recognize that at a younger age. Like Maybe. I don't think I I are most lumberjacks like I I don't know. It, I feel like l- lumberjacking as a job if it's either something that it's like like from a, like you realize that you're really into it at a young age or it's like I need a job kind of like those are the two right. options. Well, I mean more uh, so like I feel like with like woodworking like like being a carpenter, not a lumberjack. Um, but my point I is that you. oh, I said lumberjack. That's the title of the creator song. Right. My point is though, Jared, is that <laughs> um, because college was so, it was college this, college that, college you know, college was kind of the you you have to go the the bare minimum. It's like well, there's a lot of careers out there where you can make a decent mm-hmm. living, but you don't I, need a college degree. The the sure. thing about that though is like a lot of those jobs are a lot more physically demanding on your body. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, is do you have any sort of interest in the idea of carpentry now? Because there's nothing stopping you. I mean, besides for the fact that you've already loaded up your parents' driveway with cars, um, <laughs> is there anything stopping you from getting into uh, carpentry? Um, I guess not. Uh, well, time like, or or is there like, anything that even draw like draws you towards it? Do you see structures or you're like, oh wow, that's beautiful? Well, I'll be honest with you, Jared. Building guitars. Is one thing that I've Ooh. always been super interested. Is that carpentry? Interested. Is that well? It's, it's that woodworking. Carpentry? It's woodworking. I got you. I got you. Um, yeah, but yeah, you could try that though. Like that's that's yeah. something that's there's nothing stopping you from trying that now. Well, time and money, Jared. That's what's stopping me. I can't imagine that's expensive to buy a hunk of wood and. Mm. Oh, I guess you need to solve the tools. Too. It's all yeah, and you need very yeah. special. Start- Trust me, I've looked into it, buddy. Trust me. Um, <laughs> I, I I went through a period where <sighs> I thought, am I just gonna. Uh, take a loan for 20 G's and go to go to oh, a like, place where I can learn how to become a luthier. I kid you not, dude. There was a point that's in time where I was unemployed. A guitar maker is a luthier? Yes. Well, that's an instrument ah, maker, okay. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yep. I've never heard that term before. Yep. Learning all sorts of new things today, Jared. I love that. But, luthier. Uh, yeah, it's a good word. But anyways, back to parental <laughs> expectations, Jared. It's a fancy word. I, I will agree with you 
that the embarrassment, I think, is a key. The other thing, too, and I noticed this a lot in China with my colleagues, is they would always tell me, and these were these were people that I knew not very well. They would always tell me, oh, yeah, my son scored this and this or placed yeah. first in this competition. Bragging rights. Yep. Bragging rights. Yes, that's a great one. That's a mm-hmm. perfect one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, for sure. You, you heard. We heard it a lot um, um, with college time. You know, a lot of those bragging rights. My son's going to this school, or blah blah blah's daughter's going to this right. school. You always hear that uh, during college time, and you start comparing the schools you're applying to. Like, oh god. right (laughs) well not you Uh, you you can get into whatever you want apparently i don't realize who i was talking to i mean my gpa was okay but it wasn't like i said i got b's 3.9 no, no, no. it was a three yeah 3.7 i think oh that's bad chad i mean try to get try to get into u of m or harvard or stanford with that good luck uh did you have uh, noel i think my sister did to be fair she got into upenn like that but anyway doesn't matter. She had a lot of extracurricular stuff. That doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, okay. Some other expectations, by the way. You did say sport. That's a great mm-hmm. one. Um, uh, it, I, you see it a lot just on the sidelines. I had a friend. Uh, his dad got banned from our soccer games because he would <laughs> yell at refs hilarious. and stuff like that. He just got way too into he, it? Yeah. And it's like, bro, your, da- your son's not even that good. And then, like, he's not bad, but he's not like, he's clearly not like, it's not this serious. Hey, and Ruff, then you see his van. Ruff, you, you missed van that across. call. <laughs> I wish it was just that. There were, there were parents covering up kids' ears. Then oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, there weren't actually parents earmuffs. covering up. There weren't kids, no ears were being covered, but they should have been. He was saying some words. Right. Uh, and to the ref, it's like, and, and it's like, all right, you can't be arguing with the other team's coach also. And then you see his van across the street. Uh, watching the games <laughs> with the binoculars <laughs> or some shit. Oh, that's hilarious. Like, oh my god. Anyway, uh, so there's a lot of the sport expectations. Those are just foolish too, because it's like uh, there's such a small likelihood that that's going to pay off. You know, and I if, would and if even. A, uh, sorry, go ahead. If a Jim. kid, ha- if a kid isn't enjoying the sport, let him do it. You know, but the idea of like, you know, of like, put like like pushing them. Uh, harder than they want to go or like sort of like trying to like form you could even say the same thing with like instruments or something like that any sort of skill like that where it's like trying to form them into like the professional athlete that you hoped you were going to be one day you know right oh Uh, for sure and you know you're like you like you know you know like know your kids stats off the like by heart you know it's like you're taking it too seriously and uh, I mean I guess if the kids into it at that level too then it's great but um, I've seen plenty of uh, instances where it's like yeah no my my dad takes this way more seriously than I do. Right. I like it, but I that's would, about it. <laughs> I would even expand that, Jared, to just anything competition-based, but... right? So so like you said, like yeah. even instruments, like if there's competitions or like a war, basically if there Pageants. is some type of <laughs> – oh, man. Yeah, pageant. Talk about unrealistic and crazy expectations, bro. <laughs> those beauty pageants yeah. are something else. Yeah, with like those 12-year-olds getting all – prepared and stuff it's like yeah it's ridiculous yeah it's crazy i've never actually seen it this is all just based off of what i've heard about the tv right? show <laughs> that to me though is like the epitome of trying to live vicariously through your child yeah yeah you know i mean but, it's the same thing as the sport thing it's right. just in a different yeah. different uh field for sure yeah i have to say though too jared i think a lot of times these parental expectations can become such a burden on kids especially 
when you know now granted i don't have any kids so i feel like a little bit of a hypocrite saying this or very unqualified at the at the least saying this but like your kids are their own human beings they're not here. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Doctor Chad. Thank you, Doctor Chad. Okay, fine. Go ahead. I was just like, what are you about to give us the psychology lesson? That's right. I have a question. For, I have a question for you. I have a question for you. I, I'm I'm sure. Which I I hate. I I want. I was. I want to say I hate to cut you off, but I don't. What age? <laughs> what age do you think you started making your own decisions? Pretty young. Um, I uh, my, I, I could tell. That makes sense. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Well, I'm saying it seems like you were very independent in, in, in grade school. Well, That's so what I mean. For, for me, according to my parents, when I was like three or four, I started to be like, no, I'm, I'm picking out my outfits. Okay, I see what you're saying. That, that is <laughs> – that's a great example too. I'm, But I mean more like um, like curfew is not really a thing anymore or like um, – or like That's a good question. <sighs> You know, like you, you be you gain independence from from your parents is more what I say. Well, you know, Past I was being able to pick out your clothes. Let's say I was, right. I was very I would say lucky. Essentially, college for me. Okay, I I would say probably high school for me. I will say though, I was lucky that at least for my dad, I was his third child, and I think usually by the right. youngest, the parents are pretty lax and like, oh, they'll be fine. You know, whereas like when it's your first well, kid, you know, yeah, I yeah, I was the second. Um, and so my, my, I always heard my listen, uh, had big smiles on my face whenever I listened to my sister complain about how easy I got it right. compared to her. Um, but you have the added component of because your siblings are much older, your dad was kind of like almost grandparent level when you were growing up Dude. to where it's even a higher level of. It's fine. Just let them do whatever they right. want. <laughs> well, dude, there were so many times when my dad would take me to like t-ball games or soccer games. And you know, people would be like, uh, people would be like, "Oh, oh yeah. your your grandson is so cute." I'm sure, he loved that. <laughs> oh, well, I don't, I don't know if it bothered him, but it pissed me off. Oh, apparently, you like it? Apparently, I would go off on these these people and be like, <laughs> like "He's my dad. He's not my grandpa." But yeah, <laughs> I can imagine that would be annoying for a kid to hear. Yeah, for right. sure. Um, yeah, I would say that as, um, and I'd say this is sort of the typical time for most people. Is that eight? At least in the U.S., I would say that uh, that eighteen is like the official. Like, all right, this per we, we we can't really tell this person what to do anymore. We can't really give this right. person a curfew, you know. Um, and and they're kind of on their own at that point, um, unless you know, unless I guess there are people that choose to like still like you know suckle off of their parents teeth in some sort of way. Then right. I guess in that form, then you'd have to conform to whatever rules if you want to keep that that stream of uh, milk coming speaking of um, college jared so you okay yeah yeah you know you know what i think was a a key to see who had those overbearing parents were the college kids who visited? just went batshit crazy oh yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i felt dude when i started in college for, for uh, like a hot sec a hot sec real hot sec because i the, i I gave in just as much as everyone else did. I'm not. I'm not making it seem like I was better, but like, um, like I did feel like, especially in high school for one, but in college a little bit. That like it really is good that I lived in Europe for four years, um, and I didn't even live. I was never even legal to drink. I left right before my 16th birthday, but right. even still, 
just that I had like that sort of style of alcohol culture around me, I feel like is a real was a real plus. Cause you could cause because um, my parents really uh, de- like they there was a like, huge destigmatization of alcohol at that time, right? But um, y- but you could even really see it in high school. I mean, you could see it in college too with new people, but you could see it in high school too because it was still kind of the same kids that would be like that would like especially you know I went to a Catholic school, so there there were all sorts of like there was all sorts of hypocrisy going on regarding how good someone was versus the actions that I saw or that I heard about. It's always, Um, I feel like it's always the preacher's daughter. That's always like the the biggest hellraiser. And, and and then it's like the shows and then it's like the, uh, or or the guy whose dad's like the police chief or whatever, and he's like doing (laughs) like lines of cocaine, like right before his lecture or something. I mean, it was kind of like that at, at my school. It's like, oh, it's like, oh yeah, no. The guy that is like the super Catholic kid is also the one that's now in rehab for a couple of weeks, right? <laughs> and uh, and it's and, it, and and it's yeah, but um, but yeah, but I think that's that's uh, don't even get me started on religion. Oh Jesus right. Christ! Well, yeah, I think that does um, play a role though, Jared, in those uh, unhealthy expectations. You know? Yeah, for a sure. Big one for sure. Here, a big one that um, going along with that 18, I think that 18 in the U.S., and this is popular, especially in like sitcoms and television, that 18 signifies like the kids are leaving the household. Right. You know, there were so many sitcoms I watched back in the day where the dad that seemingly hates his family uh, <laughs> would like get like excited for that day or like or like if the kid was acting up, they'd like use that as like, oh, on that day, I'll be free. Um and I think there is there is sort of this this basic expectation that a- after eighteen you either like go to college, or um you know like you get a job and that's when you that's when independence starts you know right which is a very and American mindset may I add that's true that's true because we've ar- we've talked about it in a lot of Asian countries um you know usually they you know it's more like a transition you know it's like right it, of who's taking care of who rather than than uh you know like a just oh it's 18 so now we leave right well um, i think it's a bold it's a bold assumption to think that at 18 you're really an adult because you know when i look back at myself at 18 jared i'm 30 and i still don't have a clue <laughs> you know so yeah that was 12 years ago but being an adult is 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 that the is that the requirement to live by yourself is to be an adult because i, I I don't know. I lived by myself for the first time in for over summer in college uh for when I had an internship in Colorado and um and I like paid my own rent and stuff off it was, it was the first time I like paid my own rent off of how much money I made and had to like pay utilities and I was must have been like 19 20 Okay. And I certainly wasn't an adult, but it's like it but that doesn't mean I couldn't do it, you know, like it's certainly right. doable, you know. Yeah. So it's like is is adult is when when does one become an adult, Chad? Are you an adult now? Once I mean, you move out of your parents' place, so you're 30 but you're not an adult yet? Clearly not. Depending on some people's parameters, I'm not. Um but I, I don't know, man. Whose parameters? Who's 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 
a lot of I think a lot of Americans. Oh, okay. oh, sorry, I'm, sorry. I thought not, I thought you. I thought <laughs> I didn't know you. Just oh, I don't have general, a specific <laughs> person in mind. No. Um, sorry, all that Jared guy. I mean, he hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. I mean, and I think even when you become an adult, it's normal to still need help and guidance from your parents. Like I was talking to one of my cousins who's in his mid forties, and he was like, "Oh yeah, like I still come to my parents and ask them for help all the time, um, whether it be advice." Stuff on, on like, you know, more, like, adult-type stuff, but like housing and, and businesses sex. and stuff like so that. So it goes in there? Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they ask for advice, but they don't ask for – do they ask for stuff? Stuff and advice are two different things. You'll be, you should be asking for advice for your whole life. Right. But asking for advice and stuff are different things. Right. Do parents parents probably have expectations to stay in communications with their kid if they like their kid. Right. But do they have that same expectation for their kid at 40 to be I I'm sure my parents want me to be asking for them advice as much now as when as when I'm at as when I'm 40. But I don't think they want me asking them for stuff. I'm sure they'd be right. a lot more annoyed if I asked them for stuff at 22 versus 40. Well, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think that expectations change. Right. Expectations change. That's fair. Yeah. Well, and I do think to some degree, those expectations kind of come full circle because it's like, have you raised someone well enough to be a functioning adult? You know. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, so I couldn't give you a clear cut answer though, Jared, on when you become an adult. Is it eighteen? Is it twenty one? Is it twenty five? I I don't know. Here's another big expectation that we got to get to before we. I don't know if you have any more, but I have one that we can't move on here without talking about. Let's We're hear talking it. about the parents. We're talking about expectations. Kids, dude, getting married oh, and kids. Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, getting married and having kids. And I I hate to say this, man, because because I don't truly know because I, I've never lived as a woman before. But I feel like that pressure. I have a lot of female friends who I feel like. They get way more pressured than we do, you know, our guy friends. For sure. Yeah, there's a double standard there um, as far as those expectations for. uh, Yeah. And that, you know, that goes back to just the old the old days of patriarchy, you know, because there 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 was a uh, long, long time in history. I guess most of history where the idea of like a woman going to the office or working was like, what are you insane? you know <laughs> right so there are still vestiges that you know just because it's not crazy for a woman to be in an office anymore that that there's still you know rem- remains of that mindset for sure right i will say this though jared and i'm not saying it's right that anybody is pressured by their family members to have kids or get married or start a family when they're not ready but there are also the biological limitations unless you're planning on either freezing your eggs or adopting you know um Men and women have a different time frame when it comes to having kids. So that might be why sure. I, for example, didn't hear from my, you know, grandmother or great aunt saying, Hey, when are you gonna have babies? Whereas like with both my older yeah. sisters, I'm pretty sure I'm sure they had to have heard it at some point. And you can't hear and and, and what, your dad's gonna t- say that to you? Seems a little hypocritical. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's like so uh so yeah, no, that makes sense. I never really got that. I've never really gotten that either. When my sister got married a couple years ago, not even my parents, but just random family members would be like, "You're next. When's it happening?" And right. I'd be like, "Listen, 
you, don't hold your breath. Uh, <laughs> we're here to celebrate this one. Why are we? Why are we already moving on? Okay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Live in the moment, people. Come on. Um, but kids is definitely a big one. You know, a big part of the kids thing that I was thinking of too. Actually, where I first even this came to my mind is the naming aspect of kids. Right. The uh, what I find it the the juniors, the named after the, the expectation. Thirds. Yeah, I find that to be interesting. Yeah. Do you, I don't do you get it. could you picture a Chad Jr.? No. Nope. Chad doesn't lend itself to Jr. There's no not going to be a Chad Jr. Uh, I don't think there's a Chad. I don't think there's a Chad Jr. in a history of the world. Probably not. <laughs> now, now I'm going to Google it, Jared, because you got me really curious. I'm here. sure there, of course there is. But Chad does not really lend itself to Jr. No. Oh, Chad Johnson Jr., some uh, Arizona State. Oh, well, yeah, he's the son of Chad Johnson. Yeah. Ocho Cinco? Uh, that, is that Ocho Cinco? Yeah, that's Ocho Cinco. So that does uh, okay. not surprise me one bit. I mean, that, yeah, Ocho Cinco is kind of famous. Right. <laughs> I'm not even a football fan, and I know who Ocho Cinco is. Right. Uh, okay. That's like, it so, looks like yeah. that's the only but one. But he's though. younger than you. He's, and <laughs> right. he's younger than you. Right. So <laughs> you're the old. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, there. They, there's uh, Chad. Ch- Chad is not. No offense, Chad. And I, I have this struggle with my name too. It's not a powerful historical name. I don't like that about my name personally. And Chad, I think, struggles from that too. It's it, it's not yeah. a powerful name. Well, I don't think it has that. I know what you mean. I think it's a very unique name. I think both of our names are actually fairly unique. Um, but, oh, really? wow. but they're not. You're right. They they aren't. They don't have the same gravitas as some of these other. Um. Yeah. But yeah. But you're. Yeah. The name. I'm, the naming is kind of weird. I personally, I think. But I th- are you also named though, after anyone? In it's your a family? religious thing. Any thing, part Jared? of your names? Um. Nope. Nope. Your middle name? No. Nope. Uh, just purely original. That's nice. All okay. random. My middle name's after my my uncle that passed away. And you have uh, an awesome that, middle that, name, by the way. But yeah, that was a name I didn't res- I didn't uh, appreciate as a kid. But that's a strong name. That would be a good first name. I might yeah. need to do a switcheroo. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Johan yeah. Jared Miner is now what I go by. I do know though there are a lot of uh, like I had a, one of my best friends in high school was Catholic, and mm-hmm. like uh, he was named after his father. There were a lot of like friends that I met through him that were Chilean that also were a junior. Um, so, you know, yeah. I think religion well, might play know, a role. At least via soccer. Mm-hmm. I do know it's super popular in Argentina and Brazil. Specifically Brazil. I can think of, like, a, a number of them. Right. right. Neymar Jr., Vinicius. How do you say that guy's name? Vin- Vinicius? I have no idea. <laughs> no <laughs> He's idea. He's a junior. <laughs> but, yeah, I can think of a few juniors uh, on the Brazilian team. Yeah, right. maybe it is a religious thing. I don't know. But... Yeah, because it's it's hard to say because, uh, like, well, I don't know is Neymar. I don't, I don't know what Neymar's real like. What his real name is? Because right. like, I wonder if the, I wonder like if his real name is like super religious. You know, Jesus Christ, Neymar. Oh, that is his first name. That's his first name, Neymar. I did not know that. I thought that was his last name or something. Neymar da Silva Santos Junior. That's a strong no, name, Junior. Right there. Junior, I should say. Because the accents over the U, right? Junior. But yeah, okay. I didn't know ne- Neymar was his first. I, name. I wonder though too, um, in terms of the namings, Jared, if it's like the idea of kind of following in your parents' footsteps as well. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think historically that was probably more of a common trope than it is now. Like, 
I don't know. I just, I don't think you hear as much about like, you know, a family run business run, you know, generation to generation by the same family. I feel like that's becoming more rare as we go on. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Thanks to um, places like Amazon. <laughs> right. <laughs> Running everybody out of business. Exactly. Any other uh, expectations you can think of, Jared? Um, no. My ex- you, you have thoroughly exceeded my expectations for this podcast, though, Chad. Well, I'll there we that. go, Jared. There we go. That On that note, we're going to end it because that's a good place to end <laughs> it, I would say. So uh, let yeah. us know, though, if you had some uh, overbearing or underbearing, I guess, parents with high or low expectations and how that affected you at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can slide into those DMs on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one, and check us out on YouTube and Instagram, untranslatablepodcast. And please, five-star reviews on iTunes and let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yakuyame, muchas gracias, shishu, and dos vidanya. All right, Jared. Goldfish, man. You remember. Dying to hear it. Oh, yep. my gosh. You remember the literal. <laughs> what? Is it? Is it related to a golden no, shower? Right. No, you're right. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not golden shower. But, um... I, I was actually convinced that I'd have to be like, hey, don't stop recording. But you remembered the untranslatable and everything. All right, yeah, all right. Well, you're ready for it. The untranslatable was Gamju Lu. And the reason why I didn't... Well, what do you think it is? It's not a golden shower. Okay, gold goldfish, man. The reason why I wanted to do that first is because I, I like ones that have stories. Right. Um, I've got then, no idea um, what is it. Well, it's a 